Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Allen Derry, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Just as a reminder that COVID-19 and the human immunodeficiency virus do share the same risk factors. Hi, my name is Doc Griggs, and I'm a community medicine doctor and health literacy expert. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician, that's me, and a health literacy and communications expert, that's me, talk about what you need to know about COVID-19. You can find more information about this show and our other daily live updates and Q&A show at noisefiltershow.com. So let's get started. All right, welcome to Noise Filter. This is Dr. Mark Calendary. Doc Griggs is not able to be with us today. So let's go ahead and get started. The pandemic on community colleges. Community college has always been a good low-cost alternative for working-class families and children to receive education and to find jobs. And the pandemic has put it in jeopardy. Community colleges have been grounds for educational equity attainment. They produce students interested in local businesses and many technical jobs. Now, about 27% of the nation's college students are enrolled in two-year programs. Now, many students have been forced to drop out or to delay education, and enrollment is down 9.5%, which is double that of a four-year university, according to the New York Times. This has hurt marginalized communities disproportionately. About 40% of community college students are Black or Latino, and almost half are low income. Enrollment among these students has dropped between 15 and 20%. On top of the financial strain many families face, especially during these times, people are not as eager to enroll in community colleges. Some think that the skills taught at community colleges do not transfer as well virtually. Others are hopeful that their jobs will return soon. On the other end, community college budgets have forced layoffs. President Biden has proposed to make a two-year program free as part of a $3 trillion rebuilding plan. More help is coming from the stimulus package recently signed as well. The American Association of Community Colleges reported that $40 billion allocated for colleges, $12.7 billion will go directly to community colleges. So without significant assistance, there is concern about the deepening educational inequities amongst low-income and minority students, and we here at COVID Noise Filter support continuing to provide resources for and expanding community colleges as they are an essential lifeline to helping build the middle class. LGBTQ teens are lonely in the pandemic. Now, the forced isolation and social distancing of the pandemic has caused feelings of loneliness for many people around the world. This is especially true for LGBT youth in Wales. According to the BBC, LGBT teenagers who were black, eligible for free school meals, and or have a disability fared the worst in terms of being isolated, lonely, and separate from the support systems. Now, survey results show that 80% of LGBT and young people in Wales who responded also said their mental health has gotten worse since the pandemic began. Ambassadors for LGBT support groups say that a big part of young people's LGBT identities is connected to coming out, which would often be done in social settings around people. Not being able to express your identity in that way 
can feel quite alone for some. The teenage years are often when people begin to explore their identity and the lockdown restrictions meant that young people had to be separated from people they would normally connect to. Experts say that a lot of LGBT teenagers consider friends and peers as their biggest supporters rather than their family members. A spokesman for the Welsh government said living under lockdown has not been easy. Some have found it harder than others, but schools had remained open as support networks for vulnerable children and young people. The Welsh government launched statutory guidance for schools to embed on an approach to well-being in schools. The guidance recognizes that some young people are more likely to require more support for their well-being, including those from the LGBT community. So as we all navigate the continued pandemic, remember, reach out to those that may be feeling extra lonely. We can all use the support, some of us more than others. Battle against transatlantic vaccine disinformation. In the past few months, there have been many efforts to address the hesitancy within the Black community against COVID-19 vaccine. However, recently, NPR has pointed out one specific subgroup that often gets overlooked, African immigrants who get much of their information from people in Africa. Now, many immigrants, because of trust and language barriers, rely on getting their information from family and friends. They often utilize home and traditional remedies for various illnesses, so naturally COVID would be no different. One of the first pieces of false information was about how Africans and people with African descendants are not susceptible to COVID-19. One of the more recent bits of false information is about the vaccine. Much like the Black community in America, African immigrants have historical reasons to not trust certain advancement in global health. Pharmaceutical companies and researchers have used African countries and their populations for experimental drug trials. Some of these drugs have caused serious harm to many communities. Related to COVID-19, there was a controversy in April of 2020 about testing treatments in Africa. Fortunately, the African Family Holistic Health Organization has been working to help mitigate the spread of false information that would further hurt these communities. They've helped people sign up for vaccination appointments, and they've removed language barriers for any questions that patients may have. This type of community organization is vitally important because they understand and can respond to the hesitancy and concerns many African immigrants may have, and in return, help to further educate them. Pandemic encouraged a four-day work week in Spain. Last year, the pandemic shut down the economy in Spain for weeks. During that time, some employers tried to do everything to help keep their employees, including restaurants, that cut a day off the weekly schedule but left wages untouched in order to give them more time with family. One restaurant worker said, now I have time to work, to see my family and friends, and to find enough time to study. It's marvelous to have time, to not rush around everywhere, and to find a bit of inner peace during these hard times. Now, according to ABC News, Spain is the first country in Europe to experiment with cutting back one workday per week, and it's about to go nationwide. 
A three-year project will be using $59 million from the European Union's Coronavirus Recovery Fund to compensate 200 mid-sized companies as they resize their workforce or reorganize production workflows to adapt to a 32-hour working week. The only condition is that the adjustment leads to a real reduction of working hours while maintaining full-time contract salaries for employees. Not all unions are fully backing this plan, but at least half of a dozen companies have already expressed interest. The pilot won't be launched until at least September when and if mass vaccination helps revise the economy. A restaurant owner says in Spain, we've moved from where people had to be at the office for a long time to be in front of a computer now to being at home for even longer time and it's time for a change. The adoption of a shortened work week might not gain traction everywhere, and I really hope it does here in the U.S., but I think we can all appreciate that some Spanish employees are willing to embrace the change for the betterment of the country's economy and citizens. Just as a reminder that COVID-19 and the human immunodeficiency virus do share the same risk factors. Doc Griggs? Thanks for listening to the Noise Filter Daily Podcast. Dr. Derry and I have a daily show at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time where we go into more detail on stories and answer your questions about COVID-19. You can find Doc Griggs at DocGriggs1 on social media, and you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at D-R-D-E-R-Y. You can follow us at Noise Filter on Instagram, Noise Filter NOLA on Twitter, and for more information about us and the show, you can go to NoiseFilterShow.com. Hey, Doc Griggs, any last words? Remember, get checked, get fit, get moving. And remember to get some rest to boost your immune system. And Doc, protect yourself and others by staying home and please wear masks when you go outside. Remember, health is a human right.